Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, July 17, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have what we'll call a typical summer doldrum Monday type of situation. However, we are at the front end of earnings season, so some added volatility can be expected in the market on a sooner than later basis. Whether that sooner is Tuesday or beyond remains a mystery. Tomorrow we do have turnaround Tuesday, and if we're going to get one of these turnaround situations, we're likely to get an increase in volatility. Today was not necessarily from an intraday perspective what we call a trader's tape. It was more like painter's tape watching the paint dry. Let's see what's jumping off the page. Is anything jumping off the page on the daily chart? Not really. The only thing jumping off the page, and it's not really leaping, it just is what it is, is getting a little bit far away once again from home base. What's home base? The 20-period moving average. As you can see on the chart, wherever you want to look, whether it's low or high, the market doesn't really like to get too far from home base. It gets away from home base and she comes back toward home base. Now, how far can she get away? Well, it's arbitrary each and every time. It's just one of those of note awareness type situations. Now, if she gets too far from home base and she's at an important place, well, that may add some credence to some kind of a pull back or at least go sideways for a while situation speaking of which where is she is she near an important place well let me flip over to the weekly chart we've been talking about a spike above 452 i've got a line at 452.05 and as you can see she came close to it last week making a high of 451.36 and also today the high was 451.93. Now, does that count as 452 in the spirit of sometimes they come up short, other times they spike them through? We can say they've run a test in the neighborhood of 452. Does that mean it has to be the end of the run? It doesn't mean it has to be the end. It means it's an important place, whether it's slightly above, maybe it's 453 or slightly below by 10 or 15 cents, whatever it is, that type of area is an important place. And by the way, we'll also note she's getting extended from the weekly chart, home base, 20 period moving average. You have a convergence of moving averages, but the 20, which is the faster moving average, happens to be sloping in the upward direction. That's also a bullish development. It doesn't mean the market cannot come back toward home base, but what we'll use as a benchmark is last week's low. Last week's low is 437.59, staying above last week's low, and we're not even close to that right now, but staying above last week's low keeps her in the bullish stance above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend. Talked about this last week, talked about it in the live room a couple of times. There's a lot of bearishness out there. There's a lot of vlogs, video blogs, blog blogs, all kinds of media stuff calling for the end of the rally, a market crash, all that kind of stuff. 
Those folks always come out of the woodwork. They're hardly ever right once in a while, like a broken clock. They're going to be right twice a day. These folks will be right eventually, but they've been talking about this for months. Once the market got above the moving averages, you turn off the bear hat, you turn on the either neutral or bull hat. We have the wall of worry. What's the wall of worry? All the things we know about out there that can certainly wreak havoc on the economy and the market, whether it's Russia, China, the Federal Reserve, inflation, deflation, masterflation, all these things. One or more of them can certainly become an excuse if the market turns down, but there's also the other side of that or another added addition, which is it could be the unknown. We don't know what we don't know. What we don't know has a tendency to, quote-unquote, shock the market. This week is options expiration week. We can expect some level of shenanigans to go on. We're also in earnings season. We can expect volatility to pick up at some point. If Mrs. Market's going to wait until next week when we have some Federal Reserve activity, some tech earnings that may or may not happen, it's likely to pick up next week. But the may not or may part is, is she going to pick up before that? Like this week, we take it one day at a time, one candlestick at a time. We certainly don't impose our will on the market. We just let Mrs. Market do what she's going to do. And if in turn she provides opportunity, then we can be sitting there to seize on the opportunity. Speaking of which, I'm just going to flash up a swing trade. It wasn't XBI, but it was XBI options that we made about 35 or slightly more percent on from the entry point. This is for the lazy swing trader. The exit price for first profit, this is the chart of the option, was $4.90. Today's high, $4.95. And the pullback, we give it a funny how that works. That was called a swing trade commercial slash plug. What about inside the numbers? The market was really quiet. It traded in a narrow range until it started to grind up in the afternoon. Just as an example, this is right of the vertical today's activity routine. Sideways until she's ready to go higher. Sideways building energy for another move higher. She moves higher puts in one of these higher low situations and then takes off again into the end of the day. No revelation. They do this kind of thing all the time, especially in these low participation, light volume, quiet, summer doldrum type of tapes. I was a willing buyer if they got down to 447.90, 448 zone. They didn't do that. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, and go back to the chart to double-check the work. Basically, it was a non-trader's day grinding market. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart anyway. Mind you, there's something for everybody. Stay tuned. We're not finished just yet. We did have a list of stocks on the move today, but only one hit its entry objective. It was Twilio, the third one down. The others did not, so they're off the board. They're what we call no trades. But we will take a look at the chart of Twilio. Getting a little buzz cut at the opening bell, the closing price on Friday in Twilio was up here, happened to be $66.90. We identified 63.20 as a good place for a turnaround and rip your face off rally back in the other direction. 
We had a list of traders in the room catch this. We had some inside the number members catch this. 63.20, and you can see here, just in a matter of minutes per se, by 10.15, the thing's at $66 and change. That's about 5% using today, even historical math. Just a different look using a different chart, same routine. Tested a place, rocket ride away from that place. You don't know that that's always going to happen. What we do know is if you can locate an important place, the market's going to first stop going in the direction it's going. If it's a support place, stops going down. The second phase is does she eat time off the clock and bounce around at that place or have a rocket ride back in the other direction? In Twilio's case, it was the rocket ride variety. We've got something for everybody. You don't get them all on the same day, but we have a variety of things that interest traders. We have S&P short trades, NASDAQ short trades, S&P long, NASDAQ long, IWM long short. We have stocks on the move, long short. We have something for everybody. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, let's look at this objectively, and then we'll discuss once again targets. Okay, so for now, they're eating time off the clock in this upper portion on this chart. That's building energy to go to the next place. Well, where's the next place? We talked about it last week a couple of times. The next place is 196. Let me explain this for the people that don't understand it because I got a couple of emails on this. So first, we had a short trade in the IWM here and I had two numbers on the board. The second one was 193 and change. Once they pull back here and go back up, we're not interested in the second number anymore. We have to recalculate because they reset the tape. They recock the gun. We're already up at that place. While it's important overhead resistance, it's not the same anymore. It's not a short trade like this one was over here because that's different. First time, best time. When they push a little higher, yeah, it's an important place. It's resistance, but that doesn't mean just because it's resistance, it means it's a short trade. They don't mean the same thing. So the next place after recocking the gun in my book is 196. How you doing? Write that down, put it on a sticky note. What about the folks down at the transportation department? So they came down for like two or three days and today they were flat running a test of what? This is what's jumping out at me on the daily chart. Running a test of this breakup candle low right here. So they spiked it today. They closed above. That keeps the tape in the most bullish position. Why? Above all the moving averages, ran a test of an important place, successful test. The bulls are essentially in control until they're not. What are they actually doing on the big picture? The big picture meaning the weekly or more chart. They're trying to get up into this area, run a test up in this neck of the woods. There's some pivot highs and the market told us that this place was important. It ran up there and it was rejected and pulled back. The market is now up to this place one more time, just arbitrarily up here. So this general place, whether it's at the pivot high or they come up short down here, somewhere in this neck of the woods is A, magnetic drawing the price up and B, will be overhead resistance once price gets there. Again, get out your sticky notepads, write that one down. I got asked in the live room today, well, you talk about the transports, but how do you trade the transports? Well, you use the IYT. 
chart looks slightly different and the question comes up why do you use the iyt for the videos rather than the transports and the answer is because i've always looked at the transports it's a habit been doing it a long time i like to look at the transportation average chart what about the q people the melt-up operation continues getting a little bit far away from home base but they can keep going the trend is your friend up until it's over above all the moving averages on all time frames there's nothing technically wrong with this chart they're approaching we discussed it last week what i call a breakdown box this is what we're calling a breakdown box the market found overhead resistance it tried to get through it and we know that because the market went back and forth for many many weeks up until it couldn't do it they gave up the ghost they collapsed down now the market has come back to retest an important former breakdown area when you go across let's just use the middle of the breakdown box you can see here we're approaching that area we've already gotten to the lower portion of that box it's a big box we're looking at this thing from the big picture perspective intraday we drill down we provide numbers but when you do a video like this from a nightly perspective you have to look at daily and weekly charts to say hey what's the market actually trying to do when it's going up in a melt-up situation what is the objective where is the market actually trying to get to not that it's going to have to get there today or tomorrow but what's the big picture and then we drill down from the big picture things work both ways big picture drill down and of course the small time frames is where things begin everything morphs from a shorter time frame on up to the larger time frames they have to start somewhere so it works both ways and understanding from the big picture perspective being able to recognize what's happening from a shorter time frame small picture perspective it works together how do you like dem apples what about the financials the xlf they got hammered or hit a little bit on friday with the bank earnings and guess what right back up today nothing wrong above all the moving averages trend is your friend up until it's not we talked about this a couple of dozen times already what's she doing she's climbing the big breakdown candle almost to the top already we talked about that long before she started to climb didn't we well that was easy to see no it wasn't not for everybody if you've been listening to me for an extended period of time then you know what you're looking for if you have no idea and you just showed up trying to figure out how the market works you didn't know that what about smash mouth above all the moving averages the trend is your friend she's actually approaching the former highs here's a high here 159.41 the high in this candle 159.35 what's today's high 160.70 where's the close 159.82 new closing high by the way another intermission we talked about this in the live room on friday nvidia friday's high 48040 my number 4808 they had a collapse on friday and they're still down how do you do that there was a calculator involved nothing more nothing less why do i bring this up well a first i have to take the w it's a little bit of a pat on the back excuse me it's also a reminder when they're at new highs it makes things harder if the smh is going to keep going making new highs where's the resistance well there is no bona fide resistance because we have no point of reference chew on that one for a while 
Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.